Hey everyone, this is Hovercraft Joe, and I hope you've been enjoying Last Action Podcasts and the other podcasts here at GameZilla Media. We invite you to check us out on patreon.com slash GameZilla Media and support us at either the $1 or $5 tier. If you become a patron at $5 a month, you get tons of additional content, including our monthly special called the post credit Scene. Thanks for your support, and hasta la vista, baby! GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need for need for speed. It beats. We can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Hello, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and with me is Hovercraft Joe. So th- that's how you're going to start this episode. That's that how way, start this one. All right. Well, because guess- we have two special guests, we do have two special guests. Uh, first off, one of our favorite guests returning, uh, Gamezilla Media All Star. Chops. That's me. And on the All Star team every year. Yeah, I yes. make it. <laughs> and also here, uh, returning guest, favorite of the podcast, Jody. Hey, guys. I don't uh, know. I think your introduction was a lot less spectacular than Chops' introduction. I know. I think that. You got downplayed. Thirty-four years of friendship <laughs> down the drain right no, now. Oh, that's the that's the appropriate excitement for thirty-four years of friendship. <laughs> well, I've probably been friends with you longer than Chops has been alive, almost. <laughs> no, that's true. If you thirty-four years, definitely. Well, I'm sorry, Jody. Maybe if you're on a few more Gamezilla podcasts, I can call you a Gamezilla All Star. How do you this feel about Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> I didn't get invited. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like this is like one of your guys's um, times. You would take the old VHS video recorder in the basement, <laughs> and record a video, and then I'd just be like hanging out in the stairs watching what you guys are doing. This is what it. When are you like. guys reviewing those movies? <laughs> oh man, Patreon Ooh. special. Uh, <laughs> distribute them. Uh, it'll be a mess. Well, anyways, I'm super excited about today because this is a movie that like. Before I was even a regular host on the podcast, I've been talking about wanting to do this movie, and like I'm excited about everyone's enthusiasm for it. We're doing Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. I'm excited too. Like, I, I haven't it's I haven't watched enough Batman animated series in a while. Yeah, this oh it, it it's just making me itch for more. <laughs> yeah, Are you sure that's the series. <laughs> oh. It, well, it is like red and flaky on my in, inner flaky. thigh. <laughs> on my inner thigh. Oh, oh boy! When I started watching the movie. Oh boy! Uh, so <laughs> I'm really grossed out. Yeah, it's getting weird already. Uh, You're so, welcome. So a release date on this movie of December 25th, 1993. Um, and kind of how we start off every episode, get into our our first thoughts or memories. Uh, Chops, what 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 do you know about this? When did you first see I it? I was thinking very hard about this, <laughs> and it has to have been a time when you like rented it from the video store and brought it home. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember the first time I saw this. Because I, I have seen it, yeah, but I, I don't. We never owned it. No, we never owned it. And I didn't know any friends who had it, so you must have brought it home. Yeah, I know. I rented it and watched it. Yeah, but it could be. I mean that. 
I don't remember when that was. Or because it, it was never released as a like episodic on TV, was no, it? No, I don't think so. And, and they showed it on TV, but it hasn't. It wasn't like they maybe I watched it, it on Toonami or something. It could be. Maybe, maybe. they might have showed it. Yeah, uh, Jody. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> I wanted to stick around because I like doing the podcast so much with the guys, especially as the night goes on. See, <laughs> yeah. he was really excited when he said that. <laughs> um, you know, I and I kind of am in the same boat as you guys. I don't really remember the first time I saw it. I didn't see it in the theaters. I know oh, that no. much, which I kind of wish I had. I feel like this would be cool to see in the theaters. Yeah. Um, but I definitely didn't. I don't know when the first time I saw it. I own it on DVD. Um, I. I bought it uh, streaming this time so I could get a better quality of it. Uh, I think the DVD I, DVD I have has this and the other Batman animated series movie, Sub-Zero, on yeah. it. Which, oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that I bought it because I could not find the DVD when I was looking for it. Oh. So um, you, know, you know what I do remember? Really, the first time I remember anybody talking about this movie, um, it was probably like 90... Five ish. We were at James's house. Okay. And I remember it got brought up, and we're like, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. You guys think it's a great movie, too? <laughs> like, none of us had any idea that the other had seen it. Well, just like, it, you know what's crazy? Because, like, uh, like Jody said, he watched it last night. He sent me a text. He got it from the library, it looked like. As per usual, definitely. But just like, <laughs> just like looking at the cover of the DVD, the, and we'll get into this more, but the look of the Phantasm is so cool and like so oh, yeah. iconic like that look with the mask and the big like the hook big hands. old like weird like is it like a fish hook is it a <laughs> is it like a halberd on like it's like a short sickle I don't, I don't know and I don't know does the phantasm have to like hold on to that does it have like a that's handle what I'm assuming like in there it just looks like it doesn't have a hand yeah did you guys and this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit but did you see that they said that this character the phantasm is slightly based on a character from a comic book series famously they did Batman year one but apparently they also did Batman year two yep and the villain of that is called the um, Reaper the Reaper mm. did you look up the pictures of the no. Reaper, yeah, it's yeah, very similar. It's very similar. Like, it, oh, it's, okay. Uh, I think I, you know what? As we're talking here, someone take over for me. I have a picture on my phone. Yeah, it, essentially, the design was uh, Alan Burnett and Paul Dini came up with the design, and they basically took the body of the Phantas or the oh, body of the cool. Reaper and added the mask from Azrael. And kind oh, of combined okay, the two. that's what I. That's why the face like seems so familiar is because of Azrael. Okay. Yeah, it's a cool look, and it made me want to read Batman Year Two. Yeah, I have Year One, but it's not—it's not the story is, isn't really anything to do with well, it, though, right? Uh, Actually, the story there's similar stories. They say elements of this are drawn from Year Two and Year One. The kind of like, but we'll we'll get okay. into that more sure. as we yeah. go through the plot. Um, so I talked about the release date. The budget on this was six million dollars. Uh, it had a, a gross. It only had a domestic gross. It wasn't released worldwide. So its domestic gross it was $5.6 million. So it didn't make its money back. But I guess the history of this is that they were making it, assuming that it was going to be a straight-to-DVD, straight-to-video yeah. release. And then Warner Brothers kind of came in late in production and was like, hey, you know what? We're going to release this in theaters. And they were like, they had like, they had like <laughs> six months or something yeah. to finish well, it? Well, the, the start-to-finish production for this was eight months. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, granted, the that's the, not long. The episodes themselves for the series, are, I think, are like twenty three minutes. This is like essentially three episodes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but I think they had to kind of go through a lot of process to convert it from being like to actually be able to show in theaters. Yeah, they had to because oh, it's, it's in the, four by three ratio. Gotcha. And then they had to convert it to widescreen so that it could actually play in a theater. 
So, I mean, it's kind of a bummer that it wasn't more of a success, and we'll get into more of our yeah. thoughts and stuff on it, but, you know. But it was like, when you guys had mentioned that, you know, you were like, oh, I like this movie. Oh, you like this movie, too. I felt like it during that time, it was kind of taboo to like like animated movies. Well, yeah, and I, I think we'll other touch... Other than, like, Disney ones. No, and I think you're right, and I think we'll touch on that a little more, but I think I think this movie probably gets dismissed because it is a cartoon. Yeah. And people think that the medium of cartoons can't be used to tell, you know, good stories. Like, it's all just going to be kids, you know, stuff, which a lot of it is, but you can use the medium to tell mm-hmm. good stories. And I think one thing that shows is, like, Into the Spider-Verse came out recently... It's a great movie. It's a cartoon, but it tells a great story. And I think I, you know, it's like, I think maybe I'm hoping we're getting to a point now where people accept that, like, it's just another medium to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? and I think that's, I think you're right. I think that's changing. Yeah. I mean, if you look at things like, because uh, if you look at like 93, this is right when like Pixar was starting. And that yeah. was sort of when animated films, not just necessarily computer animated films, but animated films in general started to become more widely like Toy Story. Widely accepted. Like like Toy it was Story. A huge one. Well, that was Pixar. Yeah. So like Toy Story and um, you know, Bugs Life and all that stuff after that. They're all great movies yeah. that people enjoy and they just happen to be animated. And I think it's becoming especially now with the prevalence of anime is starting to really oh, yeah, really take off like crazy. Super huge. Um let me ask this, though, just out of curiosity, because, you know, m- some people might not even know this movie. Jody, before we told you about it, did you know that this movie was a thing? Other than hearing you guys talk about it because you tell the same stories a lot. <laughs> That's fair. I've heard Joe's getting his comics graded for about six months now. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. But it's finally happening. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I, I think that's kind of the thing. I think maybe this movie was dismissed. I think people that see it, realize how good of a movie it is well it's just like with the series like the animated series itself is so underrated but like people who were in it and people who like worked for warner brothers and and love those cartoons at that time it's hailed as one of the greatest batman cartoons or cartoons in general yeah and i think it's easy to dismiss something it's in a lot of ways like the format of comic books which are Mm -hmm. still dismissed a lot of the times it's like, that's kid stuff. But, you know, there's people writing comic books, telling real stories. Yeah. And it's just a medium to tell stories. The same thing with cartoons. You know, yep. the, you can tell a good story with it. Yeah, graphic novels did a really good job of kind of bridging that gap of, like, kids in comic books and adults in reading books. Like, with like Mouse is a good example of that. Right. Um, so, we talked about the gross. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes on this, uh, 84%. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, audience score, 88%. So I think that's about right. Yeah. And actually, to, to to your point with the critics review, I saw that Siskel and Ebert saw the movie and they both commented in their review that they were disappointed they never went and saw this in the theater. Yeah. That they said that it, like after, after seeing it uh, on, on home video, that it really deserved to be seen in the theater. Yeah. And I believe that. I, I Watching it... <clears throat> For, you know, seeing it before watching it again for the podcast, it's like, oh, I wish I could see this in the theaters to see kind of well, get that Well, let's experience. go run a theater <laughs> and make them play it. All right. You, you in, Jody? Sure, I'll come. <laughs> I like popcorn. Um, and honestly, I didn't know this. I've heard you guys talk about it for years. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea this actually came out in theaters. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was just a DVD you guys had picked up somewhere. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I don't know how long it's actual, like, uh, run in the theaters. It was only was. in like 1,500 theaters. Yeah, and I, I feel like it probably didn't have that long of a run. 
Which probably, is like, like a week, probably. Like, I wonder if kind of if they had known going all along that this was going to be released in theaters, like would that have changed? Would it have been longer? What, what kind of changes oh, would th- they have made? Yeah, yeah I'm sure a lot would have changed. I'm sure they would have put more money in the marketing and everything. Because this is a short movie. It's an hour, an hour and 16 minutes yes. about with the credits. Which is great for us because it was easy to watch. Well, sure. you know? yeah. <laughs> usually, uh, usually we watch like two and a half hour movies, and this one is super short. A little behind the scenes, <laughs> I uh, got a text from uh, my brother LPJ. It's like, "Hey, just remember you're recording with us tonight." I was like, "Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah!" And I totally forgot and watched the movie tonight <laughs> just before coming to record. So nice, fresh in your mind. Uh, it is fresh in my mind. Um, so this is kind of fun talking about the top grossing movies of 1993. Usually, oh. this, usually this doesn't happen, but so I'll, I usually kind of just read them to you. But w- you guys on the podcast have done two of the top grossing movies of 1993. Number one Ooh. and number three. Do you have any idea what they are? Number th- uh, two, the Jurassic top. Park. Jurassic Park is number one, and then number three. It's a movie you did without me. It's one of those ones where you guys had the debate about whether or not it's actually an action movie or not. Oh, there have been a couple of those. Well, it's not Top Gun. Top Gun was earlier than that. What if I told you Tommy Lee Jones is in it? Oh, Fugitive. The Fugitive oh, is the number fugitive. three. Fugitive, okay. And number two of that year was Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. Now, oh, we should be talking about grow. that movie. Joe likes that movie. It's a here's, good movie. He was all run by a fluting. <laughs> um, so here's... <laughs> <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire rules. Um, so here's the funny thing, though, about this. Usually when I look at the, when I try and find the movies, I never have to go past, like, I don't know, 80 to find the movies. <laughs> Batman Mask of the Phantasm for 1993 was the 139th. Oh, wow. How many movies came out that year? I don't know, but... 139 is pretty low. Um, we've done a couple other movies, two other movies, in fact, in 1993. Uh, number 49 was Hard Target. Yep. And number 26 was Last Action Hero. Mm. So, um, again, this movie, not super well at the box office, but, you know. Um, let's talk about the cast a little bit. Sure. Um, Kevin Conroy, Batman, who's, like, probably one of the most iconic Batman's there is. He's, he's Kevin it. Conroy is Batman. Yeah, I mean, he's my Batman. I mean, he's done it. The animated series, this movie, video <laughs> games. I think like the Arkham games. Doesn't he do the yep. voice? Yeah. Um, other DC animated movies. Like he is Batman. It's like the voice you hear when you think of Batman. At least for me, that is the voice. Like when I picture Batman, that's the voice I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, the other like iconic thing, Mark Hamill as the absolutely. Joker. His Joker is so good. It's amazing. Yeah. And he does the same thing, and he did it in the video games, too. And it's like, the thing, and we'll get into this a little more in the plot, but the thing that he does with the Joker that I love so much is that he does, like, the jokey clown thing, but he has those, like, moments of just, like, absolute menace. Yeah. Where he, like, slips into it, where he's, like, joking, joking, then it's just, like... Serious. Serious menace, and then, like, back to joking, and he, like, slips into it, like, so well... Oh, it's so good. And his voice, like, listen to Arkham, the Arkham games, his voice in it, it's only gotten better because it's grav- more gravelier. Like, it's just, oh. It's, it's older, yeah. It's so scary. <laughs> um, I also have uh, Dana Delaney, yep. who did uh, Andrea Beaumont. She's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, which is funny because they said that, like, based on her performance in this movie is how she ended up becoming Lois Lane in Superman, the yeah, that's series. Yeah, right. 
Because Which they, is another great series. It's true. I'm not as familiar with that one as I am with this that one. That good. There's this great crossover episode. Yeah, where yeah, Batman's missing, so Superman takes over for yeah, him. Yeah, he dresses up as Batman. Yeah, yep. and he beats the crap out of Bane. It's awesome. Yep. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> what, what, I can't see. What's the look on Jody's face as we're talking about this <laughs> it's like, stuff? Oh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Um, uh, I also have Stacy Keach yep. as the Phantasm slash uh, Carl Beaumont. Um, the other people of note, I believe it was Abe Vigoda yes. played um, Vittori or something. Yeah. Salvatore. Uh, anyone else, LPJ? Uh, Hart Bachner. Okay. Who you'll know? <laughs> who you guys will know as Ellis from Die Hard. Oh, Alice that's DeWalt. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not Ellis DeWalt. Sorry, that's from uh, um, a Beverly Hills Cop. I'm sorry. <laughs> What is happening? I was thinking of Els DeWalt from the line from Beverly Hills Cop 2 or 3? Just stop. I don't remember. <laughs> no, you're done. Anyways, Hans Booby. Um, yes. That guy, right? And, yes. And, and a lot of, I mean, other people from the animated series I don't remember. Like sure. Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon really got shortchanged in this movie, huh? Yeah, but you know. He only has two scenes. What are you going to do? And both of his scenes are like, I'm not going to go after Batman. <laughs> I like Batman. <laughs> Batman's my friend. I'm leaving. It's <laughs> two scenes. That's what he says both times. He's like, you want to go after him? You're doing it without me. And like leaves. And it's like. I don't think the commissioner can do that. <laughs> like. If like if like a if a, a, a person of like government is telling him to do something, well, I'm I pretty sure he has to listen. I don't to know them, if right? a city councilman has the power to order around the police commissioner. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was the mayor. But uh, do you want to go through some net worths? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, let's start. Uh, I obviously, as per usual, I didn't do people that have passed away, so no a Vigoda. Uh, but Stacy Keach is still alive. What do you think about Stacy Keach? Stacey Keach is still alive? Yeah, I had to check. He's still alive. He was alive. in, like, the Bourne movies, wasn't he? Well, I don't know, but he's still alive. Uh, two million. Okay. Four million. Okay. Five. Eight million for Stacey oh. Keach. All right. They're good for him. What about Dana Delaney? Eh, 15. Okay. Eight. Six. Ten million. Okay. okay. Uh, Kevin Conroy? Twelve. Okay. Fifteen. Eight. Ten million for him. Okay. And then we did this already tonight. Let's see who was paying attention. Mark Hamill. You already did this tonight? No. Okay. Well, a different movie. I mean, I wasn't here. Not that we record more than one movie at once, uh, but we might right. have done The Kingsman, The Secret Service that he's in. Ooh, that's a good movie. Ah, it is. shit. Uh, it was low. <laughs> 22 million. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with 30. <clears throat> 18. 18 million. Oh, wow. I feel like Jody looked at my notes. <laughs> I didn't try to look at your notes, but I did see your notes. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the directors for this, LBJ? Yeah. The directors, uh, Eric Radomski and Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim is kind of the guy behind Batman the Animated Series. He's right. the dude. He is he is Mr. Batman the Animated Series between him and Paul Dini. Right. Um, and I guess Alan Burnett also, but like Bruce Tim and Paul Dini are kind of the guy, the architects of the series. Right. Uh, Paul Dini also famously created Harley Quinn. Yep. And I saw that that Eric Radomski, he directed a lot of animated stuff. The, yes. Uh, the Spawn 
like animated series he did some episodes of mm-hmm. uh he actually did some episodes of batman the animated series the current spider-man series mm-hmm. guardians of the galaxy a lot of he's still doing a lot of he does a lot of animated yeah yeah a lot of animated stuff currently so and the writers on this there were appeared to be a lot of writers <laughs> yeah so the way they do it they they do this is how they do it for the series is the writers each get like an episode so that's Kind of how they structured it here. They basically took the different parts of the movie and treated them like separate episodes. So, like, one person did the main plot, one person did the flashbacks, um, one person did, like, uh, like the climax of the film, and then someone like Paul Dini would come in and just, like, spice up and add little things here or there. So they, they broke it up like they would um, with, with, with really any, any animated series. Okay. Makes sense. I guess because when I was when I was looking at the the writers, I'm like, oh, there's four writers on this, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then I had the composer as Shirley Walker, and I think she did most of the music for a lot of the DC animated stuff. Yeah. Besides yeah. what they reuse of the Tim Burton Batman theme, obviously. Right. 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 And then uh, a special request from Chops. Yes. Yes. We, we want to. We want, we're going to play the uh, end credit song from this, which is called "I Never Even Told You," and it's sung. By Tia Carrere. That's a. Uh, you never even got to the cars. I never even told you. Exactly. <laughs> Your motions were enough for all uh, of us. It's such a heartfelt song for a Batman cartoon. Yeah, I was, it seemed weird. I was. It was super weird for an ending. Yeah, I was when that started playing at the credits. I'm like, what's going on? I at first thought it was a Kenny G song, and then Tia came in, and I was like, oh, okay. This <laughs> took another left it's, turn. It's fresh in Chops' mind because he heard it just like 15 minutes ago before I he did. got here. I watched <laughs> the whole credits so, so I could listen to the whole song. Um, so taglines. Filling in for Sphinx because he's not here. Uh, I only find one tagline for this. And, you know, it's not great, but I'll read it to you. It's, the Dark Knight fights to save Gotham City from its deadliest enemy. Is that a tagline? How is that a tagline? That's a description <laughs> of the, <laughs> listen, of the guys, listen, guys, I didn't write the tagline. I just looked it up, and that's what it said it was. So well, your tagline all right. sucks. Well, all right, it's not great. So what are you going to do? Um, do we have anything you want to cover before we get into the plot, or should we start going through it? No, let's do it. Should All we right. listen to that Tia song? No, we're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I feel like it opens. Is your shirt missing buttons? <laughs> no, I'm just fat. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out there. Oh, Make boy. me feel really good about myself. <laughs> Sorry about that. Continue, Joe. So I feel like it opens up with maybe the weirdest thing in the movie, which is like this awkward, like, 
I mean, like the operatic like theme music is great, but it's kind of like great. The, yeah, it's, it's a great kinda, theme. It's kind of like the weird like three D and animation. It's going through Gotham, and I feel like it's the only time it uses like the non traditional like Batman the animated series like animation that you're used to because it's kind of just like touring around the buildings of Gotham City, but it's like three D animation. It stuck there was out to a me. lot of uh, Japanese or or outsourced animators for this movie i saw and oh really like, and like i i think with the series itself they outsource like they write the story they outsource all the artwork and all the the animation and then they just put it together okay so maybe that was just yeah, something weird for the movie so we're introduced well we- i actually know something about that that uh animated scene is something they were going to be they were going to use in the series um as the opening and then they just ended up scrapping it. But it was something they put money into so they could use it for all of the oh, okay. all the future episodes. Okay, got it. Um, so the movie opens up with a meeting of <laughs> Chucky Saul's gang. I think they're introducing some counterfeit money is what I, yes. I got the impression of. Um, and into a casino, I yeah, think? Yeah, it's like a casino. They're going to funnel the counterfeit money through the casino. Batman shows up, busts through the window. And what I love about this movie is Batman just beats the shit out of oh, these yeah. guys like yeah he doesn't mess around he is taking these guys out and also what i appreciate about this i mean i know this is the theatrical version but a lot of cartoons shy away from this they're using real guns and real bullets yeah and they're just firing away and it's really good i love the little moment where they so like chucky saul runs off and batman kind of is walking off after him and there's the one guy's kind of groaning under the conference table and batman just steps on the conference table and knocks him out i love that a little bit um so chucky runs out into the uh parking garage uh, and the phantasm shows up. I think he thinks it's Batman at first because they both wear capes. Um, <laughs> he attacks Chucky. Uh, Chucky gets in his car. Uh, instead of taking off, he's like, I'm going to run over the phantasm. So he like, but then the phantasm jumps over his car. Yeah. And he like flies out the parking garage, like crashes through the wall and like fast and furious style flies across and crashes into another building. Yeah. And it was apparently dead. Batman, who I don't know. Here's a question. Why did it take Batman so long? To yeah. Catch up he to was him? really slow. <laughs> so Batman finally gets there and he runs out and someone sees him and immediately they're like, oh, Batman did it. <laughs> they're like, why did you think Batman did it? He's just standing what there. Was, but- how did Batman do it? Did he like push the car <laughs> off i mean i know they can drive it vin diesel could have done it in fast and furious <laughs> and they would have lived but yeah it's, it's really weird like i don't know what they how they thought it was batman was responsible for i don't know but they do um also let me just get this out in the open now because it's something that's not explained ever in the movie the phantasm can disappear He's it's, like got Mysterio powers can like yeah. teleport and it's never explained <clears throat> and have things pass yeah. through him yeah, I don't get it. That's the one thing they don't explain. But anyways, um, Batman collects like uh, a piece of the windshield, and it's got like a weird residue from the Phantasm on it. And that's another thing I like about this movie is you really get to see that investigative detective side of Batman. Like he's oh, yeah. like he's really working the case, investigating the clues, which is I think sometimes in the media they kind of gloss over that fact. Even the Nolan ones, you don't really get to see him do, like, the detective work. Right, right. Which is what yeah, I think. He's being like, he goes back to the back cave and he's a real nerd in there, yeah. being, like, he's analyzing got that, things. He's got that computer and he's like, yeah, right. 
Um, so there's a charity event at Wayne Manor. There's a lady that throws a drink in his face. Um, there's you just a- notice that, like, in the animation, her eyes are black. Yeah, it was really <laughs> that weird. That was bothering me. <laughs> it's like, was she the demon? <laughs> like, I've watched too much Supernatural to, to, like, not look past that anymore. It was very strange. So uh, Arthur's there, who's another one of the main characters. Him and Bruce, they don't seem to get along. Um, then Bruce goes, he, he goes to wipe the, the wine off his face, and he sees a um, picture of his parents, and we get our first like flashback of the movie. Well, yeah. prior to that, I just want to mention that uh, Alfred does talk to Bruce in the Batcave about cleaning his cape and stuff. Oh, yeah. But he also mentions that he cleaned Batman's exploding, exploding gas balls. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know if Alfred really should be saying that. <laughs> Alfred is great in this movie. I just got to say, he's really good in this. Um, which, by the way, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys, but the voice of Alfred, he also did the voice of Dr. Octopus on Spider-Man the Animated Series. Yes. Oh, F- really? Okay. Jr. Yeah, so. Nice. Fun fact. Uh, so Bruce has a flashback about the first time he met Andrea. He was at the graveyard visiting his parents. Um, she's kind of there. Her mom's dead. She's talking to him. They have kind of a meet cute. Hey, your mom's dead. My mom's dead, <laughs> a, too. A meet cute yeah, they, have a, they have a meet cute. And I think, it, 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 I don't know, I, I have a feel like this is on purpose, because I feel like it does this a couple times in the flashback, and maybe I'm crazy, but it seems like every time they're kind of having Bruce, and like he's about to be happy, or he's kind of, like they introduce, like this one is like right after he meets and she drives off, then it's like, lightning and thunder and like yeah. clouds you know and it comes up again when he uh we'll get to it but when he proposes and then the bats like come out of the cave well, like I actually feel- i read that um alan burnett he specifically structured the flashback so each one gets uh gets um sequentially worse and worse for bruce okay that so makes sense. every time it gets it, it, it it's more tragedy more tragedy more tragedy okay and that that tracks so after the the meet cute it's uh it's an early like his first outing before he even has a batman costume he's just wearing like a, a ski mask and a leather jacket and I think that they said that this is yep. one of the things that's directly taken from the famous Batman Year One. From Year One, that's the exact costume he's wearing. Yeah, in I love the the history in this movie. So, and it, it is kind of great because he goes and he's like, he like jumps down and the criminals really they're, they're, they're kind of laughing at him. They're like, oh, what are you gonna do? Put like, your hands on the ground or something like that. And they're like, what and are you gonna spread them? Yeah, spread yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're, they're like, like, no. They're like, what are you gonna do, Kung Fu Man? So <laughs> yeah. he like. But he takes him out. It's pretty great. He's like has throwing stars, and he beats him up. Um, and, and one of the guys escapes on the truck, and he ends up on the truck fighting. And it, it's it's a really exciting kind of action sequence. Um, but then, like uh, he the next day, he's like really mad. He's talking to Alfred. He's doing jujitsu in the backyard, and he's just mad because the criminals. He's like they weren't afraid of me. Which is like, and that's kind of a cool little detail that he hasn't quite worked out his whole persona yet. So he's yep. like, he's like, ah, uh, Bruce and uh, or Andrea shows up in the backyard. I have a note that says they aggressively flirt with it's, each other. It gets very sexually <laughs> oh, yeah. aggressive. It's weird because they're like, she's like, oh, it's jujitsu, and he's like, yeah, she like throws him, <laughs> throws him he on the ground, trips her, yeah, and then like pins her, and then. Does the weird, awkward 90s things that were like, yeah, force it, a kiss. it's, it's kind of weird, yeah. yeah. So that ends that flashback. Uh, where the other mob boss, Buzz Broninsky, Bronski, Bronski, thank you. Jeez, uh, he goes to the graveyard. I don't know how much time has passed, but he's going to visit Chucky's grave. How, how what, 
what mobster would go visit another guy's mobster's grave? <laughs> and how did they bury that guy and have a headstone already up so fast? I don't know. Him? We don't know how much time passed, but he goes at night. And it's funny because he goes to it, then he like leaves flowers. He's like, ah, you always were a loser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah keep those other flowers out of the way. I was like, geez, what a jerk. It's like, why'd you go if you didn't like <laughs> yeah. him? Uh, but of course, the phantasm shows up, chases him through the graveyard. He falls in a grave, an open grave, and then the phantasm pushes like the biggest headstone ever. It's, a, it's an angel praying it's like a statue thing. He pushes him on top of it, and then like his goons come running to save him, and they see the cape, and they're like, "Oh, Batman!" And they shoot at him. <laughs> they shoot at him because everybody thinks it's. Like this, they see a cape and they're like, "Oh, it's Batman." This this cartoon has the most murder I've, oh, I yeah. remember seeing this, in a in a cartoon of this in this era. Yeah, and this is you know it's wild to me because this is around the same time they meet like a year before. But I, I this is a little bit of a digression. But I recently did a rewatch of the Spider Man animated series on Disney Plus. Oh, it's so and, good! Isn't and like it? yeah, but like reading some of the things that they weren't allowed to do, like they weren't allowed to have actual guns. That's why everybody in that show, including the Punisher, has like laser guns yeah they weren't allowed to say like murder that's why anyone that died has just disappeared and it's like wild to me that they had all these restrictions but like and i know that this was in out in theaters but even i feel like the actual batman animated series had real guns and like all the stuff yeah so, no it definitely did so it's crazy to me that they did all this stuff well, i don't like, even remember in the batman comics there being all that much murder involved when he would fight people right um yeah Maybe not. I mean, he obviously Batman's famous for not killing people. So, but, right. you know, I mean, his rogues gallery probably always killed people. But yeah, I mean, for a cartoon like this, it's kind of well. well and, and there's a whole episode in the series where Batman's trying to talk Robin out of getting revenge and killing the people that killed his parents. Yeah. Which side note? One of the things I read. There's a novelization of this movie. I was oh, gonna bring that up, really. To you. Which is yeah. Which I don't know is, how much you love novelizations. Which is like I really want to read it now. I looked. I'm trying to find like a decent copy of it to buy it to get it used. But they say they explain in the novelization the reason that Robin is not in this movie is because he's away at college. Oh, so. I didn't know this took place when they after they had uh, yeah. teamed up. So. Um, uh, our next introduction is to Salvatore Valestra. Yep. Uh, voiced by Ava Goda. He's kind of worried because all his buddies are getting killed and he needs oxygen. And he's got a whole bunch of like old spots. Old, <laughs> yeah, old liver spots. spots. Liver spots on his yeah. body. And he needs oxygen big time. Uh, that's when we get, I think, the second Jim Gordon scene where he won't go after Batman. <laughs> Nope, I won't do it. He's my money. He just like storms out, and then, slams uh, the door. And like uh, Harvey Bullock, who's in this movie a little bit, his big plan to get Batman is like, well, maybe if we just go and turn on the bat signal, yeah, right, he'll, he'll show, show up, up and we can arrest him. But Batman was listening to all this through the window, so they uh, turn on the bat signal and he just drives off. He's like, no, I'm not dumb. He goes to the graveyard to do some more investigating, uh, and he sees Andrea there. And I think she, she, she knows it's him. She knows it's Bruce. But I don't know. She yes. pieced it together. Yeah. She pieces it together. Uh, this is her. So then the next scene is Andrea going on a date with that Arthur guy who used to work with her father. Batman super AKA creep. AKA Ellis. Yeah. Batman super creep is <laughs> across the <laughs> way in the rain sitting on a building with binoculars well, watching what's the What's great date. is before they, they pulls up the binoculars, it's raining. So it looks like he's like crying. Yeah. And then it's just like sad binoculars. Yeah. And he's spying on him. <laughs> sad binoculars. <laughs> 
so then this, did we get to the World's Fair yet? That's coming up okay, right good. now. All right. Because while he's watching the date, he has another flashback, and that's when they get there. It's him and Andre on a date at the Gotham World Fair. Can I say that I'm <laughs> yes, upset? Please say it. I'm upset that I never have been to a World's Fair. <laughs> I miss the World's Fair. Yeah, World like they stopped doing them in like popular media makes you think that World Fairs are all over the place. Yeah, I know, but it was like the. <laughs> the weirdest aesthetic there it was like 40s to 60s style but like still like futuristic robots and well that's well actually a lot of the stuff in there is based on the 1939 new york world's fair oh okay and that's like and and i think this movie in the animated series in general carries on like kind of that aesthetic that the yeah it's more noir and like um, it's what's established by the the tim burton batman movie where it's like it's kind of a weird fuzzy time period where it seems kind of like Old times, but it's also modern. You kind of, you know, it's like Batman has a computer, but all the TVs are black and white. Right. You know, like, it's like kind of weird, timeless, but you can't quite place like it. Like Andrea's dad uses the line hot young Turk for, <laughs> for what's his name? Like the uh, uh, Arthur. Arthur. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> hot young Turk? And then you're like, ooh, I thought of that Rod Stewart song, Young Turks. And then he's like, oh, turkey sandwich. <laughs> Well, anyways, uh-huh. so, the, so they go to the World's <laughs> Fair. Um, there's that cool part where they're kind of touring and they're showing like the car of the future. And yes, it is, it's the Batmobile. It's the Batmobile. And Bruce he was kinda, so excited. Bruce kind of looks at it and he's like, hmm, I like this. Well, there's actually a whole episode called The Mechanic where it's Bruce designing and building the Batmobile. He has a guy that he uh, that designs it for him. Yeah, I was thinking about this while they were showing the bat the bat cave scenes. I'm like, did he hire construction workers to like <laughs> come out and build these bridges and like all these things or did he do it himself and I mean, I, I think you're supposed to believe that he did it all himself, which is kind of impressive. It but. is impressive. Um so things are getting serious between him and Andrea. He's going to meet her dad. Um, they go to meet her da- his and now her dad is like a finance guy, right? Help me out with this. Somebody help me out with this. Um, Arthur works for him at this point in time. Like you said, he's a yeah, hot young yeah. turk. Yeah, they're just they're just financers. They're, they're they're like, he's like a broker. Yeah, broker, like investor. Yeah. But he's doing work for all these gangsters. He's laundering their money. Laundering their money. The guys that we've kind of been introduced to: Salvatore, Chucky. Yep. All those guys. The one silent dude. So they kind of show, yeah, they kind of show up, they leave, and Bruce is like, oh, those guys are weird. They see a crime going down as soon as they walk out of the office. These guys are, the guy, like, he has a money box? I don't know what the guy was doing. <laughs> what Pain? was that guy doing <laughs> with the money box? a table with a money box with some watches <laughs> yeah. in it, and I'm like, is he a peddler? I don't know. I think he's just selling stuff. I don't know. Like a street uh, <laughs> market? Is that a worthy thing to steal? Well, you know, you got to start somewhere. You're petty thugs, and you already have motorcycles yeah. and, like, leather jackets, like... Uh, I'm pretty sure your motorcycle's worth more than what he's got in that box. <laughs> I was like, one of the motorcycles gets destroyed. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that box is not covering the cost <laughs> no, of the motorcycle. No, it's not. So um, he jumps in to stop this, and I love this scene where he's fighting this motorcycle gang. Yes. Thinking, there's that great scene where the guy's driving right at him, and he jumps up. He puts his foot on the on the bumper. The mo- yeah, and kicks him right in the face, and he's doing a good job, but then he gets kind of distracted by Andrea, and he gets hit in the chest he, with a bat. He gets a bat in the ribs that <laughs> shatters. Yeah. Like, he would be internally bleeding yeah. if that happened. So th- then it cuts to a scene of him sketching costume designs, which I kind of <laughs> laughed about, because he's like he kind of draws like a proto Batman suit and yeah. he like crumbles it up and throws it in the this fire. When good. I was watching it, I hit the button on the remote and it kind of like I thought it skipped ahead. So I was kind of going back and forth. I was like, where was I? I was like, 
he was fighting. Now he's drawing. I was like, what did I miss here? I like hit the button on the PS4 and I was like, oh no, I skipped up. And I was like, did I skip up? <laughs> and then, so the next scene is like, we're joking around, but this next scene, I, it's it's so good. Like, I don't care that it's animated. I feel like it's such a great representation of Batman because he goes to his parents' grave and he's like, pleading with them because he's like he's like I know I made you a promise but I, I didn't count on being happy I didn't think this it's was happy so sad. it's so sad and it's a cartoon but it's like yeah. he's pleading with them he's like I, you, I, you it know humanizes like, him yeah he's like I'll you know what I can't do this I'll donate money to the city to help right. it improve it's so it's such an effective scene like yep. it's crazy that it's a cartoon but I feel like one thing I like about this movie is like I feel like you get a better idea of Batman's origin from this than from almost any form of media. We don't even have to see the dumb scene of his parents getting murdered no, in the pearls. We no. don't see that in this movie. But I feel like this gives you a better idea of Batman's yeah, origin. He's always yeah. looking at the painting of his parents. Like you can yeah. feel like the weight of their death weighs on him and it affects every decision he makes yeah and just like i said that scene where it's he's pleading like i said that line where he says i didn't count on being happy and i think andrea shows up at the graveyard and kind of comforts him is like hey maybe your parents sent me to meet you to help you out yeah. you know that's when that flashback ends um we found out that this is where we found out arthur has dealings with salvatore we don't know exactly what it is he picks him up in his car yeah because he finds that batman finds that picture in his office with all four of them on there right well that happens no, that's later oh that's that's that for- that happens next because my next note is that Batman does detective stuff. Yes. Because he goes to Salvatore's and he finds that picture. And then he has another flashback, which is where he's talking. Andrea's telling about how she's going to go to Europe with her dad for a while. Uh, he proposes, uh, which is funny because I think he just hands her the ring and she, he's like, ah, You know what to do with you this. You know what to do with it. Uh, she says yes, and that's when all the bats fly out of the cave. That was cool. Yeah. I like that. Yep. I like that foreshadowing. Uh, so they're going to go to, they go to Andrea's house to tell her dad, but the, the mobster are there. There's a particular looking one standing yes, guard at the yes. door, kind of does a growl at uh, Andrea. They're like, yeah. well, we'll tell your dad later. Uh, Bruce is investigating the cave and he's kind of talking to Alfred and he climbs up and Alfred's all sad and Andrea sent the ring back and it's a note. It's just like too young. You know, forget about me. Uh, and this, like, I feel like this is what all this is like. What breaks him? This is what turns him. Oh, because yeah. the next scene is him trying on that the cowl, the, the, the cowl, the Batman yep. costume, and that great reaction from Alfred when he turns around. He's just like, "My oh, God!" God. <laughs> and I think that's it. I think that's when Bruce in the story is kind of like, "All right, that's it. I'm fully committed." I'm all in. Jody, how would you react if? LPJ or Hovercraft Joe, <laughs> and they're back to you, and they were putting on a costume yeah, with the cowl, and, and you were our butler, and they, and they turned around. <laughs> How would you react? Would you would you, would you be like, my God? Thank the Lord. I don't <laughs> have to look at LPJ's face. <laughs> wow! Wow! Oh man, that's, yeah, that that's, that's rough. That's, that's the right call. At that point, you staple that to his chest. And <laughs> what do you mean that's the off. right call? You look like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a better better version of you. <laughs> So anyways, this is where he officially becomes Batman. He's gone down that path. No more kind of wishy-washy. Yep. He's Batman. 
Um, so now we're back to the present, uh, and we're this is where the Joker comes in. Salvatore goes to the Joker's hideout, which is the World's Fair that we yeah, saw in the it's flashback. So like rundown, it's super rundown. Did you? And I don't know if you guys saw this, and I noticed it. I started to watch this again. I watched like half of it again, and they pointed out like so the the statues that sing. Yeah. And they point out when he destroys them, the sound yeah. of them winding down, like the. Yep. It's the same sound that they use for the Millennium Falcon when it like you know yeah, like when yeah, they yeah, try. Yeah. Like when it like the Trying power to start goes up, but I can't. Yeah, and I read that, and then when I watched it again, I'm like, oh yeah, that is that sound. I totally didn't notice. Did you, that. Did you notice the sign of the World's Fair? It said "Go Ham World's Fair." <laughs> it did say "Go Ham." <laughs> did you notice the Warner Brothers logo on yeah. one of the buildings? That was, yeah. yeah, that's later. Oh, oh was it but later? yeah. Um, but like, it, I just want to say that like the old decrepit but still there World's Fair reminds me of like any famous building in Detroit yeah. here. It's just like, yeah, it's still there. It's too expensive <laughs> to tear it down, so they just left it. Um, and this whole interaction with the Joker is great. And this is where like, um, uh, he wants to hire because they still think Batman's knocking the people off. Yeah. So he wants to hire the Joker to kill Batman, and he's kind of like. You know, you're in this as much as us. You know, what do you think is going to happen if I'm gone? And that's when you get that, like, the first flash of that, like, Joker menace when he's, like, he's joking around. And then I can't remember what he says, but it's, like, really serious. And then he gets back to He's like, oh, of course, I'm not going to let anyone hurt my buddy Sal, you know. Uh, it's really great. Um, Batman questions Andrea about her father and the gang, the picture with the gangsters, and she's kind of evasive about it. Uh, and this is where we find out that uh, she knows that he's Batman. I love that great line when he's in there as Batman talking to her. It's like something about he says something about her and her dad, and he's like, he's like, I think of us in this room, there's only one of us being controlled by our parents. Yeah, that was it's so like, mean. It's like such a sick burn oh, on Batman. So mean. And then also, I forgot to mention uh, in my notes, I have old Guano Man, the Joker. Calls <laughs> oh, that's Batman. right. The Joker Guano does call him Guano old, Man. Old Guano Man, which is great. Uh, <laughs> So the Phantasm goes after Salvatore into his house. Uh, he gets there, and he thinks he's him sitting in the chair, but it's like, oh, surprise. He's the, the Joker already killed him, which is crazy, but yes. completely in line for the Joker. And he's got, like, a camera there, uh, so he's, like, talking to the Phantasm. He's like, oh, you're not Batman. Uh, but he, he planted a bomb, and the, the Phantasm, like, gets out of the building like right before it explodes and then so he's on the rooftop and batman shows up in the batwing and this is like the craziest thing to me because the the phantasm is running and it faster so, than so fast faster yeah. than the oh, yeah. it, is Real fast. it is wild it's like some dragon ball z yeah. running it's like show the phantasm's legs and they're moving so fast crazy outrunning a jet basically crazy i thought that part made me laugh um so batman like jumps out of the batwing they tussle a little bit and then the phantasm disappears it's never explained. They can just disappear and smoke. Yep. The police show up, and there's this prolonged chase scene where the police are trying to get Batman that's great. Um, and he kind of, like, they corner him at a construction site. And this is another thing that kind of reminded me a little bit, not exactly of year one, but, like, when the SWAT team shows up. Yes. And they're kind of, like, surrounding the building. And the sniper accidentally shoots, like, um... Shoots like the the the, the tank. Batman gets it messed explodes. up in that scene. It explodes. Oh yeah, it's totally. And he gets really messed up because like deadly force is authorized. He fakes him out by putting his mask and cowl on like the seesaw or yeah, whatever. It's like the worst thing because they're like right the on his horse. tail when they're chasing him. Like they can see your face, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah, hiding anything. So Andrea shows up, saves him, takes him back to Wayne Manor. 
uh, it turns out that the her father lost all the gangsters' money. That's why they went on the run. Um, they they left the country. He embezzled the money. He made enough to pay him back, but they wanted interest. Um, and then they came back, and I think they killed they her. Killed, they killed. They, they well, they tracked him down and killed. Yeah, him. the what's yep. his name ratted them out. Uh, Arthur. Arthur. Yeah, Arthur ran around, yep. Which also, Bruce and Andrea definitely go to the Bone Zone, right? Oh, oh, oh totally. Sure <laughs> like, I was like, oh, maybe did they go to the Bone Zone? And then, like, it's like the next morning and she's wearing his dress shirt. Oh, and yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Shirtless. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, got it. Uh, that's when... You gave her the old 26, 25. <laughs> <laughs> you listen that, to our previous episodes, no, you'll you will get know that. what that means. So, that's when uh, he's looking at the old photo. He thinks, oh, things are great now. But that's when he, like, he's looking at the photo and he realizes he takes the marker and he draws on the goon yep. that was from that we see in all the flashbacks, and he puts the smile on it, and he realizes that the that was the Joker was the goon. So um, uh, the Joker visits Arthur because he thinks that maybe he's the phantasm and he's taking out the people, but it's not. Um, he gives him the Joker gas, I think, because the next yeah, shot toxin, is the, yeah. the toxin. Because the next shot is him in the hospital, and he like can't stop laughing. I, at, yep. I was like. I saw that and I'm like, I would never want to die laughing because it looks so. Oh painful. yeah, it's kind of a disturbing scene because oh he like God. can't stop laughing and he wants to. Yeah, they like just... try and sedate him. I think Batman Oof. shows him up and roughs him up a yep. bit, but he tells him the truth. This is where we learn what happened. He was running for city council and he wanted Beaumont to support he need, him. He needed money. He needed money, but Beaumont wouldn't do that, so he ratted him out to the mob, told yep. him where he was, and that's when they went and killed him. Right. Um, and we learn, I think this is the point too, when we learn that Andrea is actually the phantasm. Yep. Cause the whole movie, they're trying to make you think that it's the Carl Beaumont. Yeah. Right. And even so much as the one flaw in this movie is that I'll tell this quickly is so the phantasm shows up, kills the guy at the beginning. And then there's a scene of her flying in into Gotham city in the plane after that scene. Right. So it kind of messes up the continuity. It's meant to throw off as a red herring. So we don't think it's her, but it doesn't make sense. Why yeah. would this just show up, fly home and fly back? But anyways, sorry. Uh, so the Joker and uh, Andrea fight. They, I think I can't remember how they get mixed up. But does he kidnap her, or she goes? No, to she the, just shows up at the. She goes to kill him. She goes to kill him at his at, at his, the World's Fair. Yeah, the World's Fair. I know she kicks him in the balls. I remember yeah. that oh, happens. Yeah. Uh, and, and she's getting like so they tussle a little bit. She's getting like pulled into a jet engine that yeah, like turns yeah. on, turns up, uh, which ba- miraculously still works. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? And like, they still fill fill the fuel. She yep. held on for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Batman shows up and saves her from the jet engine. This is when I have a note that says, how does that smoke thing work? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, then there's that great scene where Batman and Joker are fighting in the giant mo- or in the, the model, model city, city yeah. you know, which is really funny. Godzilla I think, style. I think that's maybe where the Warner that's Brothers where the Warner is. Brothers is okay. yep. And and one of the things I thought was a really sweet detail is he kicks out one of the Joker's front teeth. teeth. Yeah, he's bleeding. And for the rest of the movie, when you see the Joker, he's missing that yeah. tooth. Like, you think that would be a thing that they'd be like, ah, forget it, and he'd have him back. But I thought that was a little nice detail. Um, the Joker has the place wired to explode. He's got, like, gas tanks all in the whole thing. Then he has a jetpack. That was so great. <laughs> yeah. And he goes to fly away like the Rocketeer. Uh, but the bat, but Batman stops him from leaving. Uh, Andrea shows up and grabs him, and then the place starts to blow up, and she like disappears with him, and you don't know what happens. And they the dis- Joker's like laughing, yeah, laughing with flames back behind him. That's such a really great scene. Yeah, and it's like because you don't know because they disappear in the smoke, like and yeah, you know. Then the whole place explodes, and Batman has to get out of there, and he's broke, he's tore up because he thinks that she's dead. 
Alfred comforts Bruce, you know, in the cave. He's really upset. But then he sees, like, throughout the whole movie, she's wearing this necklace, and yep. he sees that it's hanging in the Batcave, and he goes and looks at it. I think he opens up. It's a picture of him, right? right. I don't think he opens it up. Yeah, he opens well, it up. earlier in the movie he did. No, he opens up this time. It is? Yeah. Oh, all right. And then, like, so then it turns out that she's alive. She's on a boat. She's on a boat, because there's, like, a guy. She's on a boat, and a guy comes out to, like, hit on her, I think. Yeah. And, we're like, oh, she's alive? Well, and it's like the saddest, the other saddest line, too, is that he, like, walks up and he goes, I'm sorry, do you want to be alone? And she just says, I am. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's so sad. Yeah, it is a real bummer. So she's alive, and then I think it ends with just, like, the bat signal in the sky. Yeah. And, like, Batman's you about You don't know to- what happens to the Joker. Yeah. And Batman's got to go. He's still going to be Batman. And then yep. we hear the, the Tia Carrera song, and it's, yep. we've reached the end. But it's so good. It's so good. It is very good. It packs so much into that hour and 16 minutes. Yeah, it doesn't slow down. No. And it's like, I love the pacing on it. And it tells like such a great job telling the origin of how he became Batman without like hitting you over the head with it and kind of weaving it into the story that they're yeah. trying to tell. Um, which is something interesting I saw when I was reading it is that, that they said that, um, you know, that they never in the movie, the Phantasm's never referred to by name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I noticed that. Uh, which is which is I th- I thought was kind of weird. And the voice of the dad is the voice of the phantasm, right? right. Which, which, they which did, throws you off. They completely. did that. Yeah, they did. They had Stacy Keach voice it to throw off people, so you wouldn't know. Did you see that it showed that the phantasm did appear in one other kind of Warner Brothers like cartoon yep. media? It was an episode of Justice League Unlimited called Epilogue in 2005. And I think it's telling, like, the backstory of Terry McGinnis. Yes. Like, Batman Beyond and about how he came to be. And it's like that apparently Amanda Waller hired the Phantasm to kill, like, Terry McGinnis's parents. Oh. But she, like, wouldn't do it. And I guess she doesn't have any lines, but you can see it's, like, a visibly older, like, Andrea Beaumont. And I was actually going to watch it in preparation of this, but I didn't have time to. Yep. So, but I thought that was interesting. I also thought it was interesting that a Blu-ray of this movie didn't come out until 24 years after it was released. (laughs) That it took long for that to come out. It was also Warner Brothers' first fully uh, animated theatrical film to be rated PG. Yep. PG? And it's the the first... It's the first Warner Brothers animation film, too. Yes. And they also said that the original... Or DC animation films. The right. original design of the Phantasm did not include that massive blade that she had. Right. Oh. Alan Burnett insisted that they put it on there. Which yeah, is cool. Like menacing. I said, which I said, the look of <clears throat> the Phantasm is great. Yes. It's such yeah. an iconic thing, how it looks, the mask and everything. I'm a big fan of it. And I am bummed out that they never really used the Phantasm again after that. Yeah. I'm like, bummed and I'm not bummed. I guess they said that there was... um. I think it was they said in like a couple of like the comics related to the Warner Brothers like animated that they explained yeah. what happened, filled in the gaps. That apparently she like smoke teleported them to like kind of below and they tussled a little bit and like the Joker ended up getting away. Like so they do explain it, it just in a different form of media how he yeah. survived. But, you know, I mean, overall, like, I can't say enough good things about this and I'm sure we're going to get into our reviews here in a minute. But um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun watching this. I don't know if anyone has anything Getting else. In? Um, no, it was great. <laughs> do, you want, do you want me to add more to that? No, I don't know. You're usually pretty talkative. I thought maybe I was <laughs> talkative this whole time. You were sitting back like you're picking your nose. Was I? I don't know. I it's a big nose. You do a lot with it. Uh huh. You were you were yawning quite a bit too. I was. I, I'm feeling it right now. 
feeling it. You're maybe old. maybe have some more uh, donuts. I will in a minute. Yeah, some donuts. 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 Weirdo. All right, we are we are we are off track right now. You want to read this thing? You want a shot? <laughs> no, I don't. You want to read this thing? Yeah, let's do it. Um, we always give our guests the option to go first if they like. So, Jody or Chops, do you, when do you want to go? I can go. Okay. Like I said, I rented this yesterday from the library. Never seen it. Never really heard of it. Didn't know it was a movie that came out in theaters. <laughs> I have no experience with any Batman animated media. I guess we'll say no books, no films, no shows. I thought it was a good story, though. I'll give it three and a half machine guns. All right, cool. And you actually said machine guns, which is a first for you. You it's slipped true. up. <laughs> I didn't have anything. And nothing stood out that I Not wanted to get. Three and a half batarangs. Three, three and a half um, gas balls. Exploding <laughs> gas, gas balls. Three, three and a half gas balls. There That's the go. better one. There you go. Three and a half guano man. <laughs> guano man. Old guano man. Um, yeah, I'll go next. I love the animated series. The I, I, Batman as a as a whole is one of my favorite DC heroes, and mostly the same thing you're using with like Spider Man is that like there's this weird personal element to them that makes the characters way more relatable so um seeing this movie again like two hours ago (laughs) (laughs) it's really fresh in my mind um i forgot i forgot completely about what this movie was and and i I wasn't unsure who the phantasm was for a little (laughs) bit there because i couldn't remember if it was really her or not yeah um So, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I definitely think anybody who's a fan of Batman at all should watch this movie immediately. It's short. You're not going to waste time watching it. I would probably give this, though, uh, four machine guns. Okay. um, Just because... It, it it kept moving and sometimes it just kind of like moved without explaining anything and I wanted just a little bit more there and it's really short mm-hmm. um, so if they had more time to add more to it I think it would be a higher rating for me okay uh, you want to go or you want me to go yeah go okay. um, yeah I like the movie a lot I, I will say this though if you are not familiar with the Batman animated series I think there's things in this movie that not necessarily would go over your head, but you wouldn't appreciate as much. Um, but overall, yeah, it's a good movie. I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, I, I will rate it. I don't want to give it a four. I'm going to give it a three and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll give it a three and a half because I enjoy it. But I think you're right. It does need to be fleshed out in some parts. And um, I didn't love all the flashback part of it. Okay. Okay. Um you know, I, I maybe am a little, uh, you know, uh, apart from you guys a little bit on this. I really like this movie, and, and I will agree that it, it suffers a little bit because it is short, and, it, you know, it kind of has to breeze through some stuff. But I like the flashback stuff. I think it does a good job of getting to the root of why Batman is Batman, you know, and, and kind of why he's doing it, you know, and it's not just, like, revenge, and it's more of, like, protecting others from what, happened to him you know and I, I like the way it goes through that I like the retelling with the origin without having to see his parents get murdered again um, Kevin Conroy is Batman he's amazing 
Mark Hamill is unbelievable as a Joker, and I think this is a movie that people should definitely watch. Don't dismiss this movie because it's a cartoon. If you haven't seen it, like Chop said, it's a it's a quick watch. Um, it, it's probably top three Batman movies for me, even including live action ones. Oh, like wow. I don't, I okay. don't even distinguish that because I think it's that good of a movie. Uh, I'll give this uh, four machine guns as well. I'm a little surprised, based on what you guys were talking off air. I guess we'll say. <laughs> I figured you guys, it was five across the board for the three of you. Really? It's not a perfect movie by any means. No, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a great the, movie, but it, it's, it's got a lot of nostalgia. The amount I've heard about this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I that's didn't right. enjoy it as much this time around as I have in the past. So that's what I'm factoring in as well. Young Guns Theory. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still enjoyed it a lot. I just think that it it suffers a little bit from its length and not being able to maybe explore some of the ideas, you know, if it could do that a little more and but uh, i mean overall i still i was kind of torn between four four and a half i mean if you ask me on another day i couldn't give it five but i might be at four and a half on a different day well you gotta remember the tia song yeah that probably raises it to 4.5 that that bumps it up a little bit yeah i didn't think about that (laughs) should we listen to it again (laughs) no we're good (laughs) dang it you tried you tried um anything you want to promote you want to plug want to plug something I'll plug the Legend of Retro podcast that I'm on with The Glitch, Craig WK, and Xander. We talk about old school retro video games every Thursday um, on the GameZilla Media Network. And I was on the first season of Noobs and Dragons, but you're on the second season, which comes out on Wednesdays. That's correct. I'm still <laughs> trying to convince Craig to let me make a guest appearance with Aster. I am also trying to make... To get convinced him to let you make <laughs> I think it'd be so great if I showed up. It'd be so funny. Yeah, I would just mess with you guys all the time. And I'll uh, give a little shout out here to The Legend of Retro. I was recently on it. I had yes, a good time. Yes. Uh, I didn't get to do an episode with Chops, so I'll have to make sure I come back and, and get that to happen. I, but. I hear that there is an episode that the two of you, Jody and Hovercraft Joe, need to be on. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, yes. we've been talking about for a yes. while. We'll have yes. to make that happen. So we'll, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to get that in the books. We'll get that in the books. But I had a lot of fun being on. I got to hang out with uh, Glitch and, and Craig, and we had a good time talking about Alex Kidd. So definitely, definitely check it out. I think LPJ's been on a couple of times too. Oh, I've been on several a couple times. times. <laughs> I'm, there, I'm like the I'm the de facto like fifth member at this point. He's, he's the he's. Yeah, he just forced himself in, and we don't want him to be there, but we keep him around because he's entertaining. Yeah. Uh, That's L- how I feel about this episode for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, LPJ, what we man- mentioned most of the stuff. What did we miss, GameZilla, GameZilla-wise? Uh, well, we missed the Last Action Podcast. Oh, coming every Monday. Every Monday, and it's about it. <laughs> Chops. <laughs> the GameZilla podcast with streams on Mixer every Monday night and comes out on Tuesdays and in podcast form. And Sundays, uh, Noiseline Arcade. That's right. The Simpsons, episode by episode walkthrough. Yeah, with Craig WK and the Arcade Phantom. Yep. And we mentioned at the top, but don't forget to, if you can, uh, support us on Patreon. Yes, uh, yes, do that. A, there's a lot of extra content you can get, you know, for the one or five dollar tiers. I will selfishly promote that we did a uh, best or not best of we we rated a hundred SNES best SNES games list that we found online, and the second part of that episode is only available to our patrons the five dollar level, and I highly recommend that you sign up and listen to it. Yeah, and I think all the shows on the network have a bonus episode. Yep, you know, at the tier we have our uh, post credit scene that comes that out correct. every month. 
where you know we dive into a specific uh, topic, not a specific movie. I think last time we talked about our favorite action movies of the year and kind of what we were looking mm-hmm. forward to in twenty twenty. Yep. So. Uh, definitely, you know, if you enjoy our programs and you, you can do it, you can swing the dollar, the $5, check us out on uh, Patreon. Yes, please. And thank you, current patrons. We appreciate your patronage. And thank you, Chops and Jody, for being here for this episode. It was Thanks a lot of fun. I love talking about this movie. Exactly. More, more cartoon movies, the better. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm just saying Without it right. Sphinx. I'm just saying Are it you right. going to do the G.I. Joe, the just the rise of Suprentor? <laughs> Could you do that? Oh, I have it. Oh my god! I don't gosh. know if I've seen that. I have. What do you, you don't know, know if you've seen that? I have it, but the weird copy that I have, the fifth episode for about ten minutes, it switches to the European audio, what? and it starts. <laughs> it does. It's weird, and it starts calling them uh, Action Force. I don't hate that. <laughs> it's real weird, it's and the voices all change. It's very strange. I'll have to let you borrow it. That's weird. Sphinx will not want to watch that one, though. <laughs> no. And I and I will just say right now that we will be doing Into the Spider-Verse. I can oh, guarantee okay, it. all right. Like, yes, yes. We, we, if I am my way, we will do every feature-length Spider-Man movie at some point on this podcast. Sweet. So it's happening. Even Andrew, the third one? Even the third one, even the Andrew Garfield ones, it's happening. Oh. What about Dark Man? Third movies are always good, like X-Men Last Stand. <laughs> we're not doing X-Men Last Stand, Jody, it, for the last it time. It would not be an appearance by Jody if he didn't talk about X-Men The Last Stand. It's an I'll awful movie. You should probably be stabbed every time you bring it but up. The, but the juggernaut. I'm the it. juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's, if that's the only redeeming factor of that movie, it's still garbage. There's well, only let's one talk about Darkman. <laughs> Darkman will happen too. Anyways. Yep. Thank you again for being on this episode, guys. Thank you for having us. Well, in that case, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated, but we'll be back. <laughs>